Hello, traders and friends. Welcome to the Are You Green podcast. Today is Monday, December 14th. I hope everyone had a restful weekend and had a chance to recharge. I want to start today off by saying thank you so much to the uh, listeners of the podcast because of your motivation and seeing this podcast grow. I did go ahead and purchase a brand new microphone. So this is the first episode with the new mic. I'm very excited to see uh, how everything goes with this microphone, but I just wanted to say thank you um, because the growing listenership, you guys sending me direct messages on Instagram, all of that is um, very motivating for us to continue growing this community. Um, today was kind of a surprising day in the markets because the first vaccines got um, distributed in the United States and I was expecting some kind of huge rally. So right off the open, the S&P 500 um, was, you know, did go a little bit higher, but now it's, um, you know, it's pretty much down and flat. It's uh, the previous close was 366.30. Um, and so, you know, I just am surprised that we didn't see the rally um, also due to the news that came out um, saying that they were getting closer to the stimulus talks. Um, but I guess, you know, this really reflects the fact that um, COVID is worse than ever. Um, New York is looking at uh, closing down again um, and people all over the country are still having a tough time. The XLK indicator opened at 124.68 and it is actually in the green. It's around 125.29 right now. And of course the question everybody wants to know, are you green in my personal accounts? And yes, I am barely green just going into the close. I am holding some swing trades that are definitely, you know, in the red, um, but my um, trades that are, you know, doing really well today balanced it out. Um, so yeah, really excited to talk with you guys about a new swing trade I got into uh, with Lemonade selling Microsoft, a failed attempt at a AMC day trade, as well as OSTK and more. So stay tuned and then we'll dive into the news and my personal trades. We have spent months looking and talking about the vaccines and what's going to happen and the development, etc. And finally, today was the day where they have distributed vaccines in the United States, as well as administered the first doses. It was very exciting to see this news. However, um, with you know the vaccine being distributed, they it comes along with a ton of um, logistical issues. So, you know, that is something to think about for people who thought that this, you know, vaccine being distributed today was going to really rally the market. Um, you know, we didn't see that because people know that there are lots of logistical issues to the vaccination distribution and the vaccine stocks in general. Those tickers like Pfizer, PFE, are already very overextended and priced into the market very high. So, you know, that just goes into 
into why we didn't see any differences in those um, today. But um, with this news, you know, we do have Moderna coming up right behind Pfizer. They are working with the FDA this week and should have like approval by Friday. What makes both of these vaccines and other vaccines very unique is that they are already being produced literally as we speak, um, or I guess as you guys listen. <laughs> um, so with that being said, this this you know production plan um, was a really good move on the behalf of the United States. We the United States government took on the risk associated with creating um, mass producing the vaccine ahead of time before it's even approved. So because the U.S. Uh, government took that risk on with these companies and really partnered up, you know they've already been produced and they're ready to be you know shipped out. Um, the concern though is you know with our logistics in the United States. People have brought up the results and the pain that the whole country went through around getting COVID tests distributed. So, you know, because of that history, people are wondering how is it possible that we're gonna be able to handle this vaccine distribution? So a couple of things. First of all is that, um, you know, we did learn from that distribute that distributing um, workflow and setting up a supply chain for the COVID test. People are admitting that, you know, that was not handled great. Um, and, you know, they didn't get out the tests in time to where they wanted them to be. But basically, they're saying that they have now learned from that distribution and, um, you know, are applying that to the vaccine. They also are looking at the data with this vaccine in regards to how many people would actually take it. It looks like only 15% of the population is polling that they would um, take the vaccine. So they are thinking about that um, as they roll it out. They imagine, you know, some people won't want to take it into a until a few months later and so on. So they do believe that their distribution with this vaccine will actually hit the same pace as far as demand goes. Um, so honestly, it's looking good. It's it's very exciting news. Um, so we'll just continue to update on uh, where we are with that vaccine distribution since in so many ways it does affect our economy. Um, moving on, everyone has been talking about IPOs. Uh, so, you you know, CNBC did a big segment on this IPO bubble that might be breaking. Barron's this weekend, uh, you know, talked about an IPO frenzy. What is happening here? Um, so, you know, if you do see, you know, a lot of these news stories, um, just try not to let it affect your own strategies too much. So, for example, you know, with the Airbnb IPO, if you guys bought for a long term investment, don't worry about these little dips and swings that the ticker is going to go through if you bought, you know, for the next five years, um, for example. But um, I do imagine that this no news will will get more people to sell um, because they're, you know, basically saying that people have already been evaluating and over evaluating these companies. Um, so we'll see, you know, what happens. You know, we're going to be looking at Airbnb and Dash, Snow to see the results of, um, you know, this bubble. Um, something that caught my eye and I wanted to mention it because 
I did talk about this on the podcast a few weeks ago. I was very excited about an IPO uh, for Roblox. That's R-O-B-L-O-X. This is a gaming um, company for uh, you know kind of tweens, kind of young, younger kid age. Oh gosh, now you guys know I don't have children because I don't even know what that age group is called. But basically, like age nine to eleven. Um, and I was very excited for this IPO because this this software, this gaming company has a long way to go. Um, and then I heard today that it's actually being delayed um, due to this kind of IPO bubble and the frenzy happening. Um, basically, they would in, when they go public, their employees would be selling the shares. So they're very concerned that what if the employee shares this, sells their shares at that lower price and then the stock, you know, soars and they missed out, you know, on that higher price. So um, it's really interesting that, you know, Roblox has seen this happen time and time again with IPOs uh, this year in particular, and they want to figure out, is there a better way to do this for their company and their employees? Um, so we're just going to, you know, have to stay tuned for Roblox. They do say that they are planning on going public in um, the next uh, year. So maybe uh, late 2021 or by the summer of 2021. If you're worried about the risk with IPOs, a great thing to do is to get an IPO ETF. So um, there is one um, that is IPO, that's the ticker. Um, So it's had tremendous growth. And again, if you kind of want to be in on this action on, you know, what people are talking about as far as the growth potential for these IPOs, you can buy some of those shares and, and then, you know, take on a little less risk because you're not betting on just one company. Um, so that is it for the news today. Diving into my personal accounts, um, a lot happened this morning. First off with Tesla. So Tesla stock soared. I am holding a little bit from a trade I had um, a, a while ago with you guys, you remember. So my um, average with Tesla is 589.99. I had planned originally for this to be a very long-term swing. However, um, with the road to the S&P 500, I am seeing more and more financial experts basically guesstimating that the stock will have a dip right um, at that point. So I don't think I want to hold moving into it. For people who are long-term um, investors, I you know I do think that Tesla has a long runway still. Um, but for my short-term strategy, I just want to make that you know big profit, for, especially from this Tesla trade. So my sell order is in at 644. Um, it got very close today to being filled, although I don't think it will be filled today. So I'm going to watch it for the next few days. And then of course I, um, you know, might lower to, you know, 630, that would still be, you know, 40 point gain on this ticker. So I'm really excited about that. And I just wanted to, you know, mention if you guys are long term, um, I don't think it's as concerning. But again, I want to make sure that I don't have any cash tied up when I could be buying other things. Like what you say? Well, like Lemonade. So um, I love this company. They are very millennial focused and 
Um, there's a lot of people that are in this trade for the long term, and I think you know it definitely has great potential there. However, I also love uh, swing trading, LMND. I think we've we talked about it um, again on another previous episode where I was swing trading it. Um, so right now my average is 92.11. It is um, that level because of the huge you know drop that we saw off the open. So I do follow a pivot strategy that is driven by uh, large moves off the open. So first we saw you know that uh, it closed um, on Friday at 91 uh, 91.36. And then there was a ton of movement up after hours, you know, peaking after hours at 97.53. This movement after hours made me feel like, you know, it would be a good uh, ticker to watch off the open. And then of course, right off the open, it did, um, you know, have a big downward movement into the monthly pivot at 92.26. So that's where I started um, my swing trade and then I bought down into um, 90.15 to get myself that average of 92.11. That being said, I am targeting uh, a few different levels. First of all, there's an easy weekly pivot there at 95.45. So I'm gonna consider that as a sell level, but not this moment. I kind of want to see what happens with Lemonade this week because I do think that I could even sell this for like $101. So um, I'm going to hold on to it and that is my Lemonade plan. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't get this until a couple minutes off the open. Um, The first thing trade I entered into today was with AMC. Um, This was a tough one for me. I uh, knew going into this that it would be for a quick scalp. Um, for those of you who are uh, new to trading, and um, you know, if I, sorry if I use terms that are confusing, but scalping is a strategy that um, you know a lot of very successful traders bank on. Literally, that's how they make their money is from scalping. The way that it works is they are buying a large position um, and on a small drop, for example, and then selling that large position as soon as it has a small little pop and then um, they continue to follow that ticker. So once they have a company to scalp that is moving a lot, has a lot of volume, um, a big spread in terms of you know volatility, really great pivot points there, um, then you know people are buying on the dips, selling when it gets high, and then buying again on the dips, and then selling again when it gets a little higher. So you know they are kind of just like scalping a little bit off the top, um, but you know the way that this is played a lot of times either the first scalp is such a big position and and you know they end up having a nice profit or as they continue to scalp their profits are um you know obviously multiplying into a large amount that you know you couldn't even make on a swing trade so there is lots of opportunity there um, and that's why I entered into a scalp today with AMC. Um, it had a huge drop off the open. I started buying at uh, 3, at 329, 3.30 because the weekly pivot was there and I thought it might bounce. Um, did it bounce there? No, it did not. And that's why weekly pivots are crap. <laughs>
but that's why I only bought a little bit at that level and it did go ahead and drop down to the um, monthly and quarterly pivot. Sorry, that is a quarterly pivot at 311 and that's where I had a majority of um, my buy-in. Um, so once it hit that level, um, I you know did expect it to bounce up, but unfortunately this trade was a fail for me because I, instead of following my own plan, my instincts, my strategy, I did go ahead and look on the internet for some news about AMC because I wanted to justify what this huge drop was um, to make myself feel a little safer in the trade. And what I found was, you know, kind of um, rumor-like news about, you know, how maybe they will be selling more shares to, to raise capital. Um, and that news, it threw me off. And I don't want to say that I panicked sold the, the ticker because um, you know I, I don't know how much uh, I was really panicking but I did go ahead and sell for a um, level that was much lower than what I originally wanted from this um, so my average with AMC this morning ended up being 318 um, I really wanted to sell it all for 340 um, and that is that perfect little quick scalp for me I, but because I bought a lot of shares of this again that's the scalping method buying a lot um, and then you know even with a small profit you end up making or even with a small net gain you end up making a large profit right but there is risk in buying all of those shares so you know the scalp was very unsuccessful I doubted myself after reading that you know th that rumor news and I went ahead and sold um, you know started selling it off as early as you know 321 um, and you know I it did end up hitting the 340 point but my average sale on this was uh, 329 so it was only an 11 cent gain um, so definitely nothing to write home about but also uh, really important to you know um, trade your plan and don't you know try not to let yourself get influenced by other outside forces when you know you have a certain strategy but at the end of the day, my number one concern with being a trader is protecting my capital, protecting my cash. And I did that with this trade. Um, you're doing great. Uh, one of my mentors told me you're doing great as a trader if you can live to trade another day. Um, you know, people do not realize how difficult day trading is and how risky it can be. And if you are being safe, um, like I was safe on that one, I, I only took a little profit. It was pretty much flat. Um, but you know there's no shame in safety okay because now I have that cash to trade tomorrow um, so that's my little tidbit about day trading scalping and what happened to me with AMC um, I was able to uh, sell a little bit of my um, Microsoft swing at that level I wanted at 214 um, so with that ticker my gain has been so my gain on that uh, was 4.16. So that was a very great swing for me. I'm gonna go ahead and continue to hold a very small piece of Microsoft until it hits 216.50. Um, but very, really happy about how that swing trade is shaping up. I also had a idea today to trade OSTK. It had a great drop off the open and I had uh, levels in to 
by starting at $53.92 and going down to $53.48. Um, I did not get filled on this, but again, this is something like I didn't chase it. I looked at the drop that it made, that fit what I was looking for, the volume is good for that ticker, the volatility is good, um, but then I set levels for it to come to me. Um, it didn't come to me, so that's fine. I'm gonna go ahead and cancel that, those orders, um, but that's how it should be when you're trading. You should really be picky about what trades you're getting into and at what levels, um, and that will, you know, again, help you follow um, your strategy a little bit more the more picky you are. A lot of times uh, with trading, people are afraid of missing out, and this is actually something that Barron's talked about on their article about this IPO frenzy, is that people are afraid of missing out on you know that IPO at, at what they think might be a good price. Um, but one something that I love about the stock market is that you know the movement is always going to be there, up and down, and uh, with that comes lots and lots of opportunities. So um, you know, never get into a trade just because you're afraid that you know you might miss out if it might go higher. You know, these emotional feelings honestly have no place in the stock market if you want to be a consistent, profitable trader. Trader. You need to set your emotions aside and instead look at the charts. And that's why I don't recommend people buy IPOs because it doesn't have that historical charting history for you to really, um, you know, strategize around. So um, that's my little tidbit on IPOs. I'm sorry for you guys out there who love buying IPOs and I just like ruined your day talking um, so negatively about it. Um, but that being said, Again, I just hope everyone is um, surviving today to trade another day. And I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. I'll be doing a live stream on YouTube as I do for the show on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. You can check out the link in my, um, in my description here for the YouTube channel so you can watch if you'd like tomorrow. And until then, plan your trade and trade your plan. See you tomorrow.